repeats, Please stay in your homes. There is no cause for alarm. Hold your loved ones close. Do not worry. Follow all instructions as they arrive. We are looking out for you. There is no danger. Please do not venture out of your homes. This is for your own safety. Thank you. This message repeats. Please stay in your homes. This message has been playing endlessly for a week. Exactly the same, with no changes. I can't make heads or tails of it no matter how I try, and yet it feels familiar. Like it's calling specifically to me. I am calling from Elm Lake. I've been trying to figure out what changed, what caused this message to begin, and no matter where I look, I've been coming up empty. I know Anthony still thinks of me as being some big mystery, but what does it mean when a mystery is puzzled by another mystery? I need to take some time to figure this out. Hello listeners, I'm sure by now you've heard the message repeating over the airwaves. It's been broadcasting on a loop, and I can't figure out how to turn it off. I don't think I did anything to turn it on, honestly. It seems like it's some sort of a warning, I guess? Trying to keep us calm, but also concerned? You know, the more I think about it, the more I believe it's just some random citizens band that's somehow gotten mingled with our own signal. That must be it. I mean, I am still barely sure how I'm able to get these broadcasts out to you, so how am I supposed to keep other signals from bleeding through? Maybe if I play with a few of these dials, I can figure out how to stop this random message from bleeding over. repeats please do not stay in your homes there is cause for alarm hold your loved ones close worry follow no instructions as they arrive we are looking out for you there is no danger please venture out of your homes this is for your own safety thank you this message repeats Please do not stay in your homes. Wait, what was that? Did the message change? No, there's no way. It's been repeating endlessly for the past few weeks without any change. So why would it be altered now? 
clearly I need to get more sleep because I'm hearing things. Maybe I'm hearing the message itself and none of you know at all what I'm talking about. I tried to speak to Marcus Grant about it, but he's still busy researching his random receipt. Come on, Marcus. That sandwich was a long time ago. It's rained since then, more than once. Let it go and let me know if I'm slowly losing my mind. The more this message repeats, the more I feel like I'm losing my mind. This has never happened before, and I'm starting to wonder what I can trust. I know that must sound strange coming from me, but I know without a doubt my own reality. This message, with its odd rhythm, this doesn't fit. It doesn't belong. Not like when I get to have surprise breakfast companions at the nest. No, this isn't something that's jumped over. It's something that's bleeding through. Even with that, I feel like I'm starting to figure something out about it. There's something oddly familiar, even in the way that it sounds completely alien. It's right on the tip of my tongue. I just need to figure out where to place it. Maybe I should look through my basket. I'm not going to think about the message. It's nothing I need to concern myself with, clearly. After all, there are no other radio signals anywhere nearby. If there were, I wouldn't be the first broadcast in who knows how long. I could have gotten assistance, maybe. But no, I'm alone. And this station is isolated in its purpose. Right. Pushing it out of my mind. Let's see. Um, let's talk about Jorge Sanchez. Jorge has been working on increasingly difficult math theorems, and I think he's close to finally solving for X. Forever. He's been muttering that X never actually changes, that it isn't truly a variable, but I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around what he's saying. He's alluded to next year's Moon Festival as well. But he keeps trying to say that there's an X in the moon, and, well, that's just patently untrue. We would have heard about that before if that was the case. Repeats. Please stay. There is no cause for alarm. Hold your loved ones close. Do not worry. Follow all instructions as they arrive. We are not looking out for you. There is danger. Please do not venture. This is not for your own safety. Thank you. This message repeats. Please stay. All right. I know that I was positive it couldn't have changed before, but... Now I know that the message is different, familiar, repeating, very different. I'm not sure what to make of this. 
nothing specific has changed since the conferences, so it's hard to find a triggering event. We also haven't heard the alarm sounding, so it's hard to think it's a warning of what's to come. Look, I'm going to just go about things as though nothing's going on. Nothing out of the ordinary at all. I'm just going to do what I can to tune this message out. It isn't important. Unlike the fact that Bill Fowler has been having a tough time sleeping recently. He says it's because Jenny is out at night, but Jenny's been out at night ever since she returned to Elm Lake, and Bill previously was sleeping with no problems. I've suggested that he have a nice cup of tea once in a while, but he keeps looking at me as though he's never heard of tea and doesn't even have any cups. My father has been suffering from terrible insomnia recently, and in trying to help him, I've made a point of removing all of the cups from the house. He's been anxious about something recently, but he refuses to talk about it. Mom isn't quite as tight-lipped, but she says it's something he used to deal with before I was born. Maybe there was something to the recent conferences that brought it back to him, and whatever it is, it's left him unsettled. At least I can't blame it on the message. His sleep has been bothered longer than it's been playing. The message, though. I just can't get it out of my head. The repeating cadence, the patterned speech. There's just something so distinctly familiar about it all. I feel like I'm close to getting an answer. It's like this puzzle piece I picked up where I can see a small part of the picture and I know that I'm just missing the larger image. The problem is, I don't know what I'm looking for. You know what? I'm going to try to head to the nest. I don't know if it'll exist now, but I know I always think better surrounded by its comfort. And George tells the best stories. Repeats. Please stay in your homes. There is no cause for alarm. Hold your loved ones close. Do not worry. Follow all instructions as they arrive. We are looking out for you. There is no danger. Please do not venture out of your homes. This is for your own safety. Thank you. This message repeats. Please stay in your homes. The message has reverted. It's back to the way it was for the past week or more. No changes, which clearly means those changes I thought I heard were just my imagination. It's almost comforting, really, to know that my own mind can make up such fancies and give them auditory form. It's really too bad that nobody else was able to hear my hallucinations. I would have loved to 
have had an in-depth conversation about them with someone. Speaking of someone, Arthur Marone has been doing an exemplary job of keeping our streets clean. I know I should have mentioned before about his dedication to keeping Elm Lake pristine, but it's honestly slipped my mind. Arthur just goes about his business quietly, without the need for praise and without the air of mystery. I do wish he'd work in the evening sometime, as his reliable nature may even rub off a bit on Jenny Fowler, or at least convince her to be a little less mysterious. But Arthur has said he needs to keep to his schedule, and his sister, Angela, has made it clear that she's just as unable to sway him. He can't be swayed, no matter what I do. George, I mean. I was able to make it to the nest today, for the first time in a long time, but he is unwilling to adjust his course. He says that whatever was outside of town wasn't his concern in the first place, and we should just let it sleep. I wish I could. The more I think about the strange message playing on repeat, the more I feel that it ties into whatever George and Lorraine had once discovered, and then reburied. This puzzle piece I hold in my hand seems to fit there, and I am nothing if not persistent. It's why I have my schedule, my wanderings. It's also why Anthony still can't see that I'm no mystery, but an answer to his own riddles. If I can't get George to help, I'll have to do this on my own. There's something out there, and it's trying to reach out to all of us. I don't know how I know this, but it isn't dangerous. It's just scared. And it's waiting. Elm Lake is waiting. Repeats. Please stay. 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 Calling from Elm Lake, Episode 10. Signal was written and produced by Sean Monahan. The voice of Elm Lake is Sean Monahan. The voice of Jenny Fowler is Emma Sala. The voice of the signal is Maddie Stewart. Opening and closing themes written and performed by Sean Monahan. All other music written and performed by Matt McInnes. Find out more at machinismusic.com. Our home online is at www.callingfromelmlake.com. You can also follow us on social media to add a little irregular strangeness to your internet experience. If you've come to visit our strange little town thanks to Apple or Google Podcasts, 
feel free to leave a rating and review. Your words could help new listeners hear the call of Elm Lake. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to support us, you can simply head to patreon.com slash calling from Elm Lake. Your support will help us continue to grow and unfold the story and bring new elements into play as we move forward. Having ears to hear is all well and good, and a far sight better than having a nose to hear. The nose is not skilled in deciphering speech. <laughs>